0: Praise God for that in the last days, difficult times will come. <laughs> mm. I think we should just stop right there. Let's yeah. pray and go home because that kind of summarizes the world, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> you can tell by the dulcet uh, tones on the other side of the table that Lou is back. Say hi, Lou. Hi. And we're here to tell you that New Year, New You is not a sustainable motto. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, we are going to have some fun. If you have been a loyal listener, which, what is wrong with you, first of all? Mm. <laughs> Second of all, you're the one. No. <laughs> mm. Third of all, you have kind of ex- uh, come to expect a professional, organized thing going on here, right? Of course you haven't. So my New Year's resolution is to actually make this a little less organized. And again, yeah, no, I'm not kidding. Stop laughing. Mm. We're serious here. Mm. So what I mean by that is <coughs> we want to still talk doctrinal issues. Mm. But... There are a lot of things that we could deal with that I think would be appropriate and useful in the world that I skip over a lot of times because they're not specifically tailored to one doctrine. Mm. And I want to stop doing that. Does that make sense? Yeah. So – I'm, I'm, I'm dropping this all on Lou in real time. So he's, yeah. he's evaluating this with you because I like to do that to people. I'd be like, here, what do you think of this idea? Now that everybody is looking and listening.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's, it's, it's the closest I'll ever get to being a Bond villain. So, you know, you got to give me that, just that little <laughs> bit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Smithers, bring me the laser shocks. No. <laughs> we need a Smithers.
1: <laughs> Number two. So
0: with that, I don't have a, a, specifically, a specific layout for this Bible study, but I do think it's something we can work through rather easily and apply it in real time. So, for those of you who are reading along at home, weirdos, don't do that if you're driving, by the way. That would be very, very bad. Just trust me and then check on it later, okay? Second Timothy chapter 3. Realize this, that in the last days, difficult times will come. Okay, yeah, we know that. By the way, Paul, one of the last days, just think about that one for a second, The answer is actually really simple. Yes. Mm -hmm. Paul's day was the last days. You know, uh, Charlemagne's days were the last days. Martin Luther's days were the last days. Christian, your days are the last days. We are in the last days until Jesus comes back. Yes, it may be an extended overtime, but it's still the time period that is marked out by Scripture. So in those days, as in all the days until Jesus comes back, difficult times will come. Well, why is that? For men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips, without self-control, brutal haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. All right, time out. That's like, (laughs) if you didn't see you in that list, um, look in the mirror harder. You're not doing this right. And yes, my favorite parts of this list are you get this like okay, lovers of self. This is the root of most sin, right? Is is pride and idolatry. And typically, the idolatry is just an excuse for me to love me some me, to mm. Don't you remember that from Ter- Terrell Owens? I love me some me. I've heard it. Lovers Affirmate. of money, because what's the number one god we substitute for God?
1: It's the love of money. Is the root of all evil. Typically, it's root yeah. of all
0: kinds of evil. Before someone sends me an email about that. <laughs> 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 Boastful, arrogant, revilers. Those kind of all go together, right? Braggadocious, where we think we're good at something. Arrogant, even if we're not good at it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Revilers, because we know you're not good at it. <laughs> I don't know much, but I know I loathe you. I know that's not how the song goes, but now you can sing that in your head and you're welcome. I'm thinking about it, yeah. Disobedient to parents. I just love that in the middle of this, that is thrown in there because, okay, this is something we've tackled before, but what's the purpose of the family? To honor God, to disciple. This is the Shema, right? Talk about God and his precepts when you walk, when you lie down, when you get up, when you're in the city gate, when you're at home. Surround the entirety of your existence with godliness. So that those little critters that are in your house that walk on two legs, I'm talking about your children, will learn these things grow in them, and then, wait for it, walk in them. Yep. What a novel idea yep. that requires you to actually teach and explain and do this. Conversely, if you are doing this and the children are back talking and walking away and being disobedient, they are not rejecting you, O oh Christian parent. Mm. They are rejecting God and the authority that he has put over them. Conversely, if you are trying to be a Christian child, and even if your parents are no good, if you cannot give them the due honor that they deserve as your parents, I didn't say you have to listen to them in everything. I didn't say you have to follow them into every problem. But you should be able to honor them and respect them. If you're incapable of doing that, then the problem lies in your heart as well. Right. Which is the punchline of all of this.
1: Right. I mean, there's practicality in, in the precepts that God has set forth as Absolutely. far as honoring father and mother.
0: But where – so where does lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, and revilers, where does that all come from? It comes from my heart. Right. Out of the mouth, yeah. the heart speaks. Right. Where does disobedient parents come from? The exact same Yeah, it's the same thing. Place. Yeah. Hence, it fits right into the middle of this ungrateful, unholy, unloving. You want children to walk away from God? You want a miserable life? Be ungrateful for the things that you have been granted by God. Be ungrateful for his daily mercies every renew each morning. Be ungrateful for the provision that he has given to you in all of these avenues of life. Right. Be ungrateful and watch how quickly that rot and that bitterness just consumes you. I jumped. I put that on silent. That's what you get for joining the cult and having an iPhone. <laughs> you put it on silent, but it didn't want to be on silent, and that's how iPhones are. <laughs> it said no. <laughs> it did. Oh, come See? On. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so ungrateful, unholy. Because if you're willing to do all those other things, are you willing to try to walk in any sort of righteousness? And the answer is no. Unloving. Why unloving? Well, because have you been shown the love of God if you are all of these things? The answer is obviously no. Can you love if you have not been loved of God? The answer is no. Irreconcilable, malicious gossips, without self-control, brutal haters of good. Because they can't come together. Who sang that? Come together right now. Is that the Beatles? Is that the Beatles? We're going to give Sir Paul and and crowd credit. He's still alive, isn't he? Are we just down to Ringo? Ringo.
1: Yeah, Paul McCartney's still alive.
0: Okay, you do realize Ringo's going to be the last Beatle standing. Like, the one nobody likes is going to be the last one left. He plays the drums pretty well. (laughs) Yeah, come on. Name your favorite Beatle. Who's like, ooh, ooh, Ringo! Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you're you're right, you're right. So, all right. Irreconcilable. They can't come together. No matter who you are, even if you are the Beatles, because they don't want to have a smile and a coke, they just want to be miserable. I'm Why? Glad you didn't because they can't. Look, you just channeled your to Eddie Murphy, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Doing his Bill Cosby impression. Bad Lou. Bad Lou.
1: Yes, I said. I'm glad, I'm glad you didn't finish that.
0: Uh, be- but they can't reconcile. That's why they're malicious gossips because they're revilers because they don't have any self-control and they hate anything that might be good. Welcome to the extension of Romans 1. Professing to be wise, they become fools. Knowing yeah. what godliness is, they purposely walk in the other direction and give hearty approval to those who do the same. Right. That's, the, uh, that's the PTM translation of the end of Romans 1 there. So that's you know, brutal. Haters of good. Treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. In other words, holding to anything that is not God, that is not the truth, that is not the good things He has given to them, right? For sure. Holding to a form of godliness, although they have denied its power. That's maybe the, the most weighty, philosophically prescient verse in this whole section. I, I love Jesus, but I hate the church. I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. Well, you know, I have
1: the Holy Spirit, so I don't need to read the Bible. I,
0: I believe in <laughs> God, but I'm not sure anybody's really right. Right. They have denied I've heard so many. Yeah, holding to a form of godliness, although they have denied his power. Who's the defining power behind all those forms of godliness I just mocked? I am. Mm-hmm. See, the the, arrogant, the yeah. arrogance of the person that says, well, you know, I believe in God and I, and I love Jesus, but I don't think any of these churches are right. You know what you really just said? I alone know the truth. Yeah. And nobody else does because I have sat here and judged that you are all wrong. Therefore, I can be the only one that is right. That's arrogant, boastful lover of self. Mm-hmm. I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. We talked about this before. You better get religious real quick because Jesus gave you a religious function. He gave you a religious structure in which to walk in, to worship in, to work in, to witness, to testify, to do all. I ran out of W's. To do all of those things. I was trying really hard to. (laughs) He has granted you that. For you to reject that is to say, I know better for me than God. Wouldn't that be arrogant and boastful and hating what is good? Yeah. This is what it means to have a form of godliness, although denying power. So in other words, they've rejected the authority and power of God. You know the God on high, but they've substituted it with their godness. Air quotes. I'm Doing a little finger quote thingy. It looks like two little drunken rabbits hopping along in front of me.
1: Yeah, that's not just. Uh, I mean, how can I say this? It's it's not just a a uh, a pagan worldview to do that does that. I mean, we, no. we we do that in the church too, don't we? That's a
0: human yeah. worldview. Yeah. Now here's the admonition: Avoid such men as these. Yeah. For among them are those who enter into households and captivate weak women, weighed down with sins, led on by various impulses. Oof. Now, look, I didn't say it. Paul said it. But, but let's be honest. This has been Paul's argument for a while now. Who was deceived? <laughs> <laughs> Eve was deceived. Adam knew better, and Eve was deceived. Yeah. This is not, you know, anything that I'm drawing. This is the reality of the world. There's a reason why we call them bitter old bitties. Because they are and they can be led astray because they need the guiding hand of right teaching, the orthodoxy of the church and the fellowship and communion of faithful believers walking so that they are not led astray. That's just part of life. It is what it is. So they enter into households, captivate weak women, weighed down with sins, led by various impulses, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. I'm just a seeker. I don't really know anything. I'm just constantly looking for answers and asking questions. Mm. Well, you know the reason why you ask questions? It's to actually get the answers.
1: answers. Yeah, I was if you say. ask
0: the question and then every answer you get is, well, I'm not sure. Then sit down and shut up and listen to the people who are. Right. <laughs> and then listen to, Here's the ready. Here, here's the important thing. Listen to the reason that they're sure. Because that's probably more important than anything else you're going to hear. Listen to the reason why they think they're sure, because that's the important thing.
1: You have to listen, though. You got
0: to... And and actually, no longer be unstable, double-minded in all your ways. Like Mm -hmm. the wind tossed back and forth, you know, in the waves. Why are you still hesitating between two opinions, Elijah? Mm-hmm. You know, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, uh, Joshua. Or how about the one we read? I uh, I read this on Sunday. I set before you both life and death. Choose, choose life. Do you ever wonder why all of these religious figures are giving you this same choice? Because you actually have to make one. Yeah. You can't just sit there and be like, "Well, I don't know." That's fine. Be quiet until you've learned enough to where you can make a decision. That's the goal of wisdom. Remember. We're not accumulating knowledge in the church. Knowledge is just knowing a bunch of stuff so you can win trivial pursuit. Have fun and press your neighbors. That's awesome. Wisdom is the biblical goal wherein you know things so that you may then put them into practice. You put them into practice. Or the, uh, the good old phrase, the orthodoxy leads to orthopraxy. Right understanding, right worship leading to right practice in life. So... Just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses, so these men also opposed the truth. Men of depraved mind rejected in regard to the faith. You ready? Did you look it up, Lou? Did you double check who Janus and Jambres were?
1: Well, it's Exodus 7.
0: Yes. It's the magicians of Pharaoh's court. Don't you love those guys? Isn't that cool? They're two of my favorite people in the Bible because they're like, oh, yeah, you got a snake from a stick? Oh, yeah, bam. So do we. Uh Now what? Now what do you got? Oh, yeah, you got water turned to blood? Bam. So do we. Now what? Oh, you got frogs? Bam, we got frogs too. Now what? Oh, you want us to make the frogs go away? You know, that would probably be helpful if we could turn the frogs away, and it would probably, you know, hey, 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 Jamie, it'd probably been, because you know, that's what they called each other, is Jamie, Jamie. and Jamie, mm-hmm. you know, they were like a comedy, like the Smothers Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Jamie had the yo-yo tricks, if you were wondering, and if you don't know what I'm talking about with the yo-yo tricks and the Smothers Brothers, go find them on YouTube, it's worth it. A... I,
1: I, I briefly re- recall seeing Well, I grew up on, on
0: that. Yeah. Um, you know, it'd, be, it'd probably been helpful if we didn't turn more water into blood, but instead we turned the blood like back into water. Like that would have been useful. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been a good plan. And now my brain doesn't want to work. What was the one they finally be like? Well, we can't do this. That's Nats. the finger of God. Was it the bugs?
1: It was an ants or something. Yeah, we're gonna, the, yeah, the, the dust, dust up in like, the air.
0: Um, yeah, I got nothing, dude. Yeah, that's the thing. Literally, this is the finger of God. Now, we're not going to do anything about that, but we're just going to. Proclaim that this is God, obviously, and we can't do that, but we're not going to worship him or follow him. Why? Because we have a form of godliness, but we've denied its power. Mm -hmm. We've entered into worship the way we define it. They're a perfect example of this. They will not make further progress, for their folly will be obvious to all, just as Janus' and Jambres' folly was also. Mm -hmm. In other words, you can keep walking in that stupid direction as the song goes. Keep walking, hmm. uh, but you won't knock down our wall. Keep walking, oh, but she isn't going to fall. That's the veggie tales, by it's the veggie way. Tales. yeah, the I th- can th- tell the by the accent. Fr- the two little French peas. Yeah. Would you would like to join me in my annoying little song? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Man, you're a wealth of <laughs> musical... Uh... I am a
0: wealth of useless information. Yeah. <clears throat> and I've thought about it, and i prayed about it, and I feel really good about where I'm at. <laughs> now, why does this matter, though? Okay. We're going to try to put some flesh on this because mm. I blew Lou's mind with this news article because he was like, this can't be real. Where did you find this? And I'm like, oh, right. oh this was an actual New York Times opinion piece. See, I read the New York Times, so you don't have to. Oh, thank Actually, you. I don't. Other people read the New York Times, so I don't have to. And when they post stupid articles, I'm like, ooh, that'll be good. And then I go grab them. <laughs> <laughs> That's how this game is played. This is an op-ed by Laura. Basilon, Basilon. Babylon? Yeah, ba-
1: <laughs> Megatron. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I think Babylon would have been the more appropriate last name here. She is a professor at the University of San Francisco School of Law and the author of the forthcoming book, Ambitious Like a Mother. Oh, my. <laughs> is, that, is that biblical womanhood and motherhood right there? To have ambition? Is it blonde ambition? Are we Madonna?
1: Oh, First? man. <laughs> Well, I don't know. See?
0: Useless information. Yeah. All right, Just right. You're going to love this. I used to believe, and I'm going to do this in my annoying, annoying NPR voice. You ready? I used to believe that divorce is a terrible thing, particularly when children are involved. That's not annoying at all, is it? Not at all. It's a little NPR, little William Shatner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so divorce is bad. Don't do divorce, kids. Growing up, I absorbed cultural tropes about absent fathers and efficiency apartments, mothers struggling to support themselves, and awful step parents and unwanted step siblings. To this day, divorce is portrayed as precarious and grim. Parents whose marriages break apart are made to feel they have failed catastrophically. Divorce is shameful, traumatic, and bad for the kids. She capitalized that to make it important. She did. Let's take a time out. Because I'm going to say something real quick. She's absolutely right. Divorce is absolutely portrayed like that in the culture. Do you know why that is?
1: Because we have a biblical...
0: Because it's w- true! Yeah,
1: <laughs> well, our our country is based on biblical truths.
0: That was the idea. Right. I mean, it, and we don't have a Christian nation, but we do have a nation founded on biblical yeah. foundations. Right. And even from that perspective, I love this, to say that divorce is something other than a catastrophic failure is to misunderstand marriage and divorce, even from a worldly point of view. I mean at some point, you stood across from this human being, human being, and if you were married after 1992, you played Shania Twain's from this moment because that was required by law in so many places. Mm. You're imagining how many times I you am. went to a wedding that I that am. was played, and it was way too many, wasn't it? It was from this moment oh my yeah she's rolling around to the beach and it's black and white yeah they they all played that song and you swore before god and everybody that this is the person that i love now you hate each other and like you throw the potted plants at one another and you curse at each other as you drop the kids off for exchanges at burger king and that's something other than a failure well it's nobody's fault it's somebody's fault yeah right somebody's somebody's (laughs) Somebody's it's blamed. somebody's fault that we can't play the Shania Twain anymore. It's somebody's fault that this is an accurate portrayal of what the world views as divorce, because this is an accurate portrayal of what divorce is.
1: Well, we live in a throwaway society. We throw our children away.
0: Our marriages aren't aren't permanent or lot. You know, we did a story on this last year, wasn't it? Last year? <clears throat> was it last year? Or was it two years ago? My times I run together. About the the growing crime rate amongst teenagers and like the number one marker for not having your kids be complete delinquents is have parents right so yes divorces are bad for kids because what have you done you have removed parents
1: right you well it's it so hard on the kids i i did a study um in my undergraduate study at grand canyon and it was about um families that were coexisting in other words they weren't married um maybe the both of them were the parents maybe they weren't um, but the kids, even, even in families like that, they couldn't cope in schools. They were constantly the butt of everybody's joke and, and all. I mean, it's horrible for the kids.
0: Well, and of that I'll do another one because this is – I don't know how recent this is. This is probably a few years old now, but there was a study that actually came out that leaving children in borderline abusive households if both parents are in the house is actually better – kids have better outcomes with abusive parents than they do in the foster system.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Simply because those are their parents, and there is a bond there that if it can be preserved, should be. I didn't Mm -hmm. say you never pull the kids out. I didn't say all adoptions are bad. I didn't say that, people.
1: Well, but foster care and adoption is a little bit different. But even
0: with adopted kids, with yeah. foster kids and adopted kids, adopted kids did better than foster kids, right. but kids with abusive parents did better than adopted kids. Oh, in
1: some cases, foster care is worse than abusive Well, family. Agreed, yeah. but
0: even in, even with good foster care, right. those kids did the worst. And what was hysterical, though, well, hysterical is not maybe the right word, but astounding would probably be the right description, is that leaving them with the crummy parents was a better long-term outcome for most kids simply because that's their parents. It's almost like the family is designed to function a certain way. It's almost like there's a reason why Paul threw disobedient to parents in that list of grievous sins, because the family has a core function. Mm -hmm. Remember, it's supposed to be godliness. It's supposed to be discipleship. It's supposed to be cooperation and understanding and walking together. Even when it's not, there is a common blessing upon a society and a family when that dysfunctional family dysfunctions. Mm. I can't say when the dysfunctional family functions because that's an oxymoron. But even when that dysfunctional family dysfunctions, there is a societal benefit to that dysfunction over and against the destruction of that dysfunctional relationship. I point that out because of the next paragraph. But I've learned, we're back to Laura Babylon here, I've learned that divorce can also be an act of radical self-love that leaves the whole family better off.
1: Self-love. That's the part. Better
0: off? Yeah. See, I have a highly technical theological term for that. nuh
1: <laughs> Okay. Nuh-uh. All
0: right. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. See, I've learned that it's a radical act of self-love because I believe the greatest love of all mm. is found in me. I had to learn that when I was in kindergarten. <laughs> They made me sing that stupid song. I'm not bitter or anything.
1: You believe the children are the future, future too. Teach them
0: well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. (laughs) I got you started, didn't I? Well, think about the lyrics. Give them a sense of pride to make it easier. No! Pride makes nothing easier! Arrogant, boastful, lovers of self. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What are they, running down Paul's greatest hits in a Whitney Houston song here? Here, let me take the biblical wisdom and do the exact opposite. Teach it to children like it's a good idea. What could go wrong? The entirety of our society. This This is why I wanted this article and why I wanted that scripture. This is a perfect summation of the differentiation. I know I just dropped a lot of the big words, but it's okay. Of the difference between... A biblical worldview and the application that flows forth from it and a secular worldview and the application that flows forth from it. When you are boastful, arrogant, reviler, disobedient to parents, lovers of self, lovers of money, haters of all that is good, brutal, everything that was in that list that Paul rattles off, you cannot produce good fruit. I mean, Jesus warns you of this. Bad trees produce. Bad fruit. bad fruit. What makes bad trees good? It's not trying to do better and make better fruit. It's making bad trees into good trees by changing them from the roots up. Welcome to the gospel application. We're being changing hearts in. and minds. As you just pointed from was it Romans 11, right? Yeah, grafted into a grafted into tree. Grafted into a living tree. Yeah heart of stone gone, Mm -hmm. living heart of flesh in, now you look and you see the fruits of the world and you go, I should probably avoid that. Like Paul says, avoid such men as these. Why? Because what do they do? They captivate weak women. They deceive. They lie. They engage in trickery and deception like Janus and Jambres. In other words, everything they do is built on a lie. lie. Because they're of the father, their father (coughs) the devil, who is the father of lies, and has done what from the beginning, Christian? See, this this is what you want to understand. I don't understand how my Christianity impacts the world. Understanding what you do and why you do it and why the way you do it is right. In other words, you have answers. They have questions. They don't want answers. They just want to ask questions. Answer them anyway. Walk faithfully anyway because this is what you're up against this is the brilliance of the world this is a law professor who's writing a book that'll probably be on the bestsellers list of the same new york times Mm -hmm. trying to explain this to you my divorce nearly seven years ago freed me from a relationship that was crushing my spirit it freed my children then five and three from growing up in a profoundly unhealthy environment I'm telling you, this woman must have had it bad, right? Mm. He must have, like, oh. beat her and yelled at her and, like, thrown things at her.
1: You did think so, but she talks about the, the oh, next yeah. paragraph. There
0: was no emotional or physical abuse in our home. There was no absence of love. I was in love with my husband when we got divorced. Part of me is in love with him still. I suspect that will always be the case. Even now, after everything, when he walks into the room, my stomach drops the same way it does before the roller coaster comes down. I divorced my husband not because I didn't love him. I divorced him because I loved myself more. Man. The greatest love of all. It's mm-hmm. pretty sad. That's, that's insane. Yeah. So I have rescued myself and my children from an unhappy, re- unhealthy, unloving relationship, in which there was love. Mm-hmm. This doesn't make any sense. It does not
1: compute. I was like flabbergasted. It's
0: almost like she's standing on shifting <laughs> sand, or something like that. Or, or she can't
1: see the she can't see the lies.
0: she has no it's it's almost as if you know she's being blown about by every wind and wave of doctrine Mm -hmm. now do you understand what the biblical grounding accomplishes now christian this is what you're refuting this is what you're up against in the world this is this is what is going to be taught as the ideal family and And
1: we're not talking about an uneducated person here.
0: she's a law professor for crying out loud she she
1: has an analytical mind that and she still came to those wrong ideas because of the worldview that she had.
0: Yeah. Here was her big argument. She had this ambitious career where she was traveling around doing legal work and, and everything like that. And and he was like, you know, it'd be nice if you were around more often. And so that made her have to choose between her career and her husband. And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, it didn't. You're a law professor. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. Tr- That's just dumb. That's why I put down here punchline. She traveled for work and wasn't involved and wouldn't stop. Mm hmm. I don't want to have a family. I don't want to have a husband. I don't want to have kids. Just don't get married, lady. I don't want to sacrifice anything that I want. I, w- I want the feminist lie. I want to have it. Oh, I want the job and the family and the kids and the picket fence and the 2.3 dogs and, the, and everyone to think I'm wonderful and all of those things. And I got news for you. You can't. No one can. Right. It's not possible. Something has to give. Biblical wisdom tells you what gives. You. Yeah. Die to yourself. Die daily. Take up your cross. Walk faithfully in Him, not in your mindset.
1: You prefer others over your own self. Yes. You know, this being selfless instead being of... Selfish.
0: In other words, don't be lover of self, boastful, arrogant, lover of money. I mean, all of those things. Yeah,
1: right. This person here was definitely loving herself more.
0: But die to yourself daily, give up for yourself as Christ does for the church, you know, that type of thing.
1: And she lied. She lied about what the, you know, how it was beneficial for her family. I mean, she's she lied to herself. Nobody lies to you more than you do, right?
0: Yeah, we've said that before a dozen yeah. times. So again, so you got a five year old and a three year old, you looked at that and be like, you know what, they're gonna be better off if I don't like if I'm not home all the time And they're gonna be better off if their dad's not home all the time. And they're gonna be better off if we have to do like custody exchanges. And they're going to be better off if they watch me living my life in love with a human being that I won't be with, right. who wants to be with me. This doesn't even make sense. No, it doesn't. I, <clears throat> it didn't compute for me either. This is, this is sheer irrationality and insanity because, once again, this is what the lie of sin, the lie of the world, and everything that corrupts does to you. Now, what's the answer to this, Christian? Well, yeah, divorce is portrayed as bad. Because it is, Mm. it's shown to be a failure. Because it is, because something has gone wrong. Because, again, go back. You stood across from this person one day before some official person with Shania Twain blaring in the background and said, yes, this is what I want for the rest of my life.
1: Well, even secular marriages Mm -hmm. make those vows. Mm Mm-hmm. You know. It doesn't matter who
0: you are. That's what I said. I didn't say before a priest or a pastor. Yeah. You stood before some official person. Even if it was your buddy Dave who filled out a form at the courthouse to be the official person. So you stood before right. them to be like, yes, I want this. We're going to love, honor, and cherish You know, sickness and in health. Death to us part from this moment. And now I can't do this anymore. Mm. Something has gone wrong. Now, you, now, I didn't blame you for everything, but something. Something somewhere has gone wrong. To sit there and say, well, it's nobody's fault. No, it's somebody's fault. Something has gone wrong. When something goes wrong, it is someone's fault.
1: Don't be using logic. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you? You thought this through. Yeah, that's logical.
0: But because we live in an ordered world run by God, operating under his principles and precepts. So, yeah, we can look at that and say, no, something went wrong. Now, look. Identify what it is and then wait for it. Try to fix it. Yeah. Isn't that what part of that commitment is? Even if you're looking at marriage from a strictly secular perspective, wouldn't fixing what is broken be the goal? Binding up what has been snapped and torn apart? But see, we abandon that because I'm the standard. And if I'm not to blame and I don't think you're to blame, then there's nothing to fix. We've
1: grown apart cake and eat it too that's what yeah. they, you know
0: it's basically because it. once again they believed the lie they too. did now what's the lie go back what do, you've heard me say this a thousand times there's only how many lies <laughs> there's one lie and what is it did god really really say? say yeah it's the only lie everything else is just a derivation derivation Derivative. We'll go with that. There you go. It's just a derivative of that original lie.
1: Yeah, there's not a lot new under the sun, I mean, is it? Is it
0: really anybody's fault? Yes, yes, it is. Did God really say? Yes, yes, he did. And what he said is you die to self, you sacrifice, you disciple, you train up, you live a life that is serving God and him only. Stop lying to yourself, stop lying to your spouse, stop believing the lie of the world and walk faithfully. Now, when you do that, you'll realize, well, something is somebody's fault. Let's fix what that is. In other words, once again, Christian, you know what you have? You have answers. You have solutions to problems that people don't even realize exist because they are walking in darkness. Here's where the fun part begins. Your battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the schemes and the power in spiritual places. You're trying to win a heart and mind. You can't. Mm-hmm. They think we're nuts right? because we're not trying to convince them. We're trying to get the Holy Spirit in there. We proclaim the gospel. This is, again, why I pointed out.
1: Well, they live in a world where there are no absolute moral statements anywhere. It, it, it's it's whatever you feel.
0: right? And they're never going to see him, which is why we pointed out, what do you have to do? You have to get out of the shifting sand and onto solid ground. You have to take out the heart of stone and replace it with the heart of flesh. You have to be grafted from the dead tree into a living tree. The Holy Spirit is who does these works. The Holy Spirit is who changes people, and he only does that through mess- Through what message? The message of Christ and him crucified.
1: Gospel, yeah.
0: That's what we proclaim, and that's what we explain
1: yeah, right. in my
0: life. Why do I live like this? Because there is a Savior who has died for me and has opened my eyes to the darkness around me and shown me a better way. While I'm not perfect, and while I mess up, and while I fail, I seek to walk in that light because that's where he is, hmm. and I see the goodness that is in it. Right. Won't you, too, please recognize that his death is efficacious for all who will come to him,
1: right.
0: and please come to him in repentance and faith. See, the, there you, how, how hard was that? Yeah. You didn't have to run down a theological treatise. You didn't have to have 17 different arguments about positions on the end times. You had to proclaim what? Christ and him crucified, or as I like to put it, caveman theology mm me bad mm him good yeah walk in him and not in you now christian apply this truth to your life because if you're not if you're not thinking of your marriage in these terms if you're not thinking about your children in these terms if you're not thinking about your work relationships in these terms then you are thinking about those relationships in worldly terms what's the fruit of worldly thinking Rotten, mm. empty, death, destruction, corruption. Pick your adjective. Mm. It's appropriate. Mm-hmm.
1: In other words,
0: walking in something other than godliness is walking in sinfulness. Right. For that to Christ died, this is that, hey, I don't get everything right either. But I seek to live in the light as he is in the light. I seek to walk after the pathway that he has laid down. Because by his grace, I can see the footsteps he has put before me. This is the encouragement. Again, this is not holier than that. Oh, look at our marriages. They're so much better because we're Christians and you're not. That's not the encouragement. The encouragement is we're broken too, but by God's grace, we're being put back together day by day. Doesn't that sound awesome? Hmm. I mean, that's the the hope.
1: Yeah, there's literally hopelessness without a a biblical worldview if you're in a broken marriage. There's, it's just hopeless.
0: Case in point. You ready for, what, you ready for how this works? Okay, let's let's get... apply it to Miss Babylon. Okay. Here. And I'm sorry, I'm just naming her that because I've decided. Put the Holy Spirit inside of her. I don't mean like with a crowbar. Let's just assume he did that work and changed her. You're asking, well, what would be different? A lot. Mm. Because her heart and her motivations would have changed.
1: Yeah, she would have found a way to edify her, her family and, and follow... After the precepts of the scriptures and still pr- perhaps still be a professor in law. Would
0: she have been as fulfilled as she is in her work? No. No, she wouldn't. That's not the, really the goal, though. That's my point. Would she have been fulfilled as she thinks she should be right now in her family? No, because that's not the point either. Family doesn't exist to fulfill you. Work doesn't exist to fulfill you. You exist to worship and honor God, Mm -hmm. which means her work relationship, her relationship to work would have been no longer about what can I accomplish, but what do I offer unto the Lord? Mm -hmm. My family is no longer about what does it provide to me. It's about what do I do as an offering unto God? The family didn't change. The work didn't change. Her attitude and understanding towards and of it changed. In other words, her heart changed now it looks different than it did before. Now she walks differently than she did before because she is different. The world hasn't changed. Her work hasn't changed. Her family hasn't changed. She has changed at her core. That's what the gospel does. That's how this works out. And now you spend the rest of your life trying to make sure that that dominion of Christ is actively, catch that word, actively extended to every avenue of your life.
1: I think that's why as parents... And husband, wife. We have to be about discipling ourselves and discipling our children because our child may grow up to be a law professor one day and be married to a guy that she loves and, and realize that she's going to have to either serve God or herself. And if she chooses poorly, she'll choose herself. And so if, if she learns the precepts, she won't depart from them if she's been discipled properly, and she'll make the right choice and honor God in every time.
0: When you sit down, when you get up, when you walk right. by the way, on your city gates, <clears> on your doorposts, on your foreheads, on your wrists. In other words, why, Christian? Why are you doing that? Why are you living like that? And maybe better yet, why are you not living like whatever that over there is? Right, right. And then explain that, not just to your children, but to your spouse to your coworkers, to your friends and loved ones, so that the truth of the gospel permeates all of life. Why? So that we can see our failures, glorify Christ for the grace that he has extended, and then walk in the light as he has shown it to us. Yeah. It's a better way because it's the way that God has laid down. Now, wasn't that fun? It is. Have we missed anything? No, I don't think so. So what have we learned here today, children? <clears throat> We've learned that God has a standard. He does. We are to walk as he commanded, not as we wish. And sin does not wish to follow after God in any way. You name the lie, it's going to find it and push you towards it. But Christ is above all, and in him we persevere. So, questions, comments, complaints, you know the drill. Have fun. I'm, I don't give out the email address as much anymore because all I keep getting is junk mail. <laughs> yes. Oh my. It's hysterical. Now I'm, I'm now getting junk mail in German. It's awesome. Nice. I need to send it to Google Translate,
1: but yeah, oh, I've got, that might not be good yeah, because it doesn't translate I well.
0: Probably don't want to. But yeah, I've been told about Bitcoin and how we can do all these other different things on Google. There's apparently some woman that wants to send us pictures. We, I, I try oh. to delete those quickly. <laughs> I don't know. How they There's a link things. in there, and I'm like, I am not clicking that link. No, you, you did right by not. <laughs> that. That's funny. Yeah, it's it's hysterical. <clears> I I, lo- I love my junk mail. I, I I laugh every day at my junk mail. <laughs> So there you go. You know the drill. You can get in touch with us. It's 2022. If you can't find a way to get in touch with somebody, there's no hope for you. Mm. So until we meet again, read your Bible. It'll do you good. Bye. Bye.